we have always uh, valued sharing stories at Christ Community, and um, I'm excited for you guys to hear a little bit of Miss Katie Bergen's story this morning, and uh, her story at Christ Community began before mine. But uh, today we're going to talk a little bit about a part of her story that uh, I would I would guess most of you don't know about because that's just who she is. And uh, and so Katie, I'll introduce yourself a little bit, but also I'm just gonna I'm just gonna jump right in and give you the first intro, okay? So. Ladies tell me that life always changes when you have your first kid. I don't know anything about that. But your life really, really changed, and I do want you to tell us about that and how life changed for you. Okay. So I'm going to take it back to 2013. Matt and I, we'd been married for about uh, two and a half years at this point. Matt was at the bank. I was teaching. And I have to give a little background to make this whole thing make sense. So... um, that school year, I, my brother and I and my grandpa, we were going to travel to Europe. I love traveling. So um, we were going to backpack for about three weeks. Um, Casey and I would wake up. Casey's here, there. We'd wake up every morning and we'd jog. Like we had so much energy. We'd jog, see the new cities, wherever we were at. And then that day we'd walk like 8 to 12 miles with our packs on. Like we... We had the best trip. Um, towards the end of the trip, uh, I started feeling a little sick, and I, I, I didn't know why. Um, but it was the best. We, had, we called it our trip of a lifetime. We, we had such a good time. So I get home, and I start, like I said, feeling sick. And I think, could I be pregnant this whole time? I've been on this trip. I had no idea. Get home. Actually, Katie Gaither calls me. She's I don't remember what, I was in the parking lot at Kroger, and she's like, are you buying a pregnancy test? And so, <laughs> yes, and so, uh, and I was, and I came, and I was, it was positive, I was pregnant, so it all made sense, Well, I wasn't feeling good, or I thought it did, um, and then this is where it gets like, kind of, like a Debbie Downer part of the story, but, so I was at the top of my health, we're in Europe, we're having a great time, and then I start losing weight like crazy while being pregnant, which isn't normal. Um, I couldn't even really drink water without getting really sick. I would uh, have to, like, swig apple cider vinegar before, like, to numb my mouth just to be able to take bites of anything. Um, I had ulcers, abscesses. I had to have um, surgeries while I was awake. It was just a really hard time. I was at Collins at the time. My classroom was upstairs, and I would just take a few steps at a time and have to stop, take a few more steps, have to stop. And again, this was when I had just gotten back from Europe. I felt so good, you know, weeks before. Um, but uh, slowly this became my new normal. I, I didn't even realize how sick I really was. Um, <clears throat> it was when I, I, I was trying to go to the mailbox, which at our old house was from like here to that wall maybe. And I'd have to take a few steps, and I'd have to sit in the grass, and then I'd take a few more steps. And it's when I, that's when I really realized I was really sick. And everyone kept saying I was just pregnant. This is what, this is what it's like when you're pregnant. Yeah. Suck it up. Like, this is how it feels. And I just knew I, it wasn't that. So I went to six different gastros in a month, and one finally figured out it was Crohn's. And it was in Lexington. And I remember I just cried and cried because someone finally had an answer to what was going on in Anyone who doesn't know about Crohn's, it's an autoimmune disorder. It's where your body basically fights itself. The good things it fights doesn't absorb nutrients uh, properly. 
So anyways, I go to, I switch OBs that day. I go to high risk. I begin what are chemo infusions. I, again, just a few months ago, I was living the best life. And then this, uh, the infusions were every week, then every two weeks and every eight weeks. And then we had Baker. All this, you know, I was pregnant and we had Baker. And um, I had a C-section for that. And while the one team left, another team went in. I had another surgery for my Crohn's things. Um, but life relatively was okay because we had our little baby and, but I, so I didn't feel so good though. Mm. That, that was my story of having our first yeah. baby. <laughs> so that's like yeah. I said, not the usual story. Yeah. Right. No. And, um, uh, I'm a guy and I'm pretty dense about those things, yeah. but I remember it being different. Um, I don't even, I, I'm not medically proficient. So, um, you say some of those things and it just scares me, but tell us about, you know, like you've got the physical side, but tell us about all the thoughts and emotions that you have and had as you begin walking through life with Crohn's, like not only being pregnant with Crohn's, but, but it just sticks around, like it stays. And so you've, you've got Crohn's. Tell us about all the things that you experience emotionally going through that. And, and if you're Kim, was there a low point? Um, okay, so my best days are when I know in my mind, I, I think that tomorrow will be better. I, tr- I can trust God. I know he has this. Um, sometimes this is easy. And other days I'm really frustrated because yeah. I, it just, it's all, it feels like it's always something. Um, and I, and I, my lowest points are when I feel I get overwhelmed. And I feel like this is going to be forever, that I'm going to always feel so sick, even though I have good days and bad days. Mm. Um, my lowest points too are when I try to really write my own story in my head. Um, I think too far in advance. Uh, the little things are sometimes just watching people walk and I think I'm so envious that they are pain-free and they have energy and um, I wish they knew how lucky they were to have that energy. Uh, my, some days I feel kind of like a failure as a mom, a wife, family, friend. And some days I think if I just try harder, if I more mm. focused, and it's all about me, me, me. Those are my worst days, my yeah. low points. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Um, so it's a little overwhelming, um, and I'm not, I'm not in your shoes. Today's a good day. Today's a good day. Really good. That's good. That's good. So many times, uh, you know, we, we like to think that we put our life in boxes, right? It's like, I've got my feelings, I've got physically who I am, spiritually, I go to church on Sunday. Like, we just put these things in box. we think we can do that, and that's not realistic. So, how has physical suffering impacted you spiritually? Um, okay, so, I ran track in middle school and high school, and... Mm. I half hated that sport because it was so miserable to run in circles for hours. <laughs> Amen. But, but it, I like the rewards of it. I, and as my family knows, I didn't get cut from track, which was a big deal because I've gotten cut for other sports. So I stuck with it hey, for that. That makes it a winner. But yes, but I, I learned then, really, I never really thought about it until I was preparing for this. I learned just spiritual and mental um, obedience and stamina and it became kind of my motto without really thinking about it but 
it's just one step at a time. I remember in track, I always thought, just one more step, one more step. I didn't think of the whole race of whatever I was racing. Um, and so it's kind of similar to being sick. And I do remember one of the times I was getting infusions, how they have it set up is you're in a room and everyone has a little curtain and you're just in a chair and curtain, curtain, you know, there's tons of people in this room. You don't see each other, but you can hear the nurses and stuff. And the lady behind the curtain right beside me, she had the same thing. She was pregnant and she had Crohn's. She was getting her infusion that day, but she had cancer. And so she, I, that day changed everything for me because uh, I was grateful for my health. It just changed my outlook. As much as I didn't want to be sick, I wasn't, I wasn't in her shoes. And mm. I had something to be grateful for that she didn't have to be grateful for. Mm. Um, it gave me an awareness and appreciation for good days and empathy. And it's really helped our prayer life. Um, I love when Matt prays. And he always, always prays that my body will be healed. And mm. we both find peace in knowing just whatever the future holds, it really we really feel like it'll be okay, and we trust in that. And um, yeah, it's good. You know, I'm reminded as you talk through some of those things. You know, a lot of us um, may talk about uh, well, when we're weak, then Christ is strong, and that's true. And Paul was the one who said that. And so many people, I think, assume that okay, well, Paul confesses his weakness to the Lord, and then he gets strong. Nope, that's not what it says, right? Like, Paul was weak and Christ was strong, and Paul continued to be weak so that Christ was strong. And um, I love that you are an example of that. Um, you, uh, the phrase that I'm going to use, uh, anytime I use it, I think of you suffering well. You suffer well. And I think that's, uh, I think that's a, an innate ability and gift uh, from the Lord. He, only he can give it. And um, I want you to help us to think about, because I think um, many of us have the same opportunity to suffer well, we just don't know how. So how does suffering well as a Christian change the way that you interact with and love others? Because I'm going to guess that most people never knew that you walked through half of the stuff you just told us about because of the way that you've loved us. So how do you suffer well as a Christian, and how does that change the way you interact and love others? Okay. Um, and to your point about people not knowing. I, I don't share a lot about Crohn's, and it's not because I don't want to. Um, I actually like talking about it because it's, I feel like the only way I've learned so many things is people have shared with me, and so, uh, but it's just weird. I do not identify with someone with Crohn's. I think I'm in denial. I don't know, but <laughs> I just, I don't, and when I think of my identity, I just think of a lot of things, and Crohn's is just not one of them, but. That's awesome, yeah. Uh, uh, being sick with Crohn's, let's see, it was bad. Just It wasn't who I was. I didn't identify with it, and that is a gift. I, I have a peace that I've developed with God that yeah, he will pull me through it. Um, I trusted, and with this peace, the anxiety and fear goes down. It just I can't explain it. Once you have that peace, you know what I'm talking about. But uh, uh, my good days, I know this. My bad days and my moments, I need reminders. When I'm in the Word, I feel equipped to pull out of it. When I'm not, I start to write my own story, and I can become very consumed with that. Uh, any doctor or person that I've talked to with it, I always say I really am grateful for this sickness, and I, I truly mean it. It changed my life for the good. It put life in perspective for me. I don't want to miss any moments. I feel grateful for my good days. I, I find joy in that. 
in just the little things. Um, I've always been known as kind of a listener, my family, and Matt and everybody says, it's like I have a sign on my head, just tell me your life. And I, <laughs> but I like it because I, we can share. That's how we uh, share life together. But um, because of this, when I sit across from someone who tells me their story, I can offer true empathy where I didn't before, when I felt always so good. Mm-hmm. Um, I can relate, and that builds trust with suffering. I would never have had that if I felt well in what I kept hearing from God while I was preparing this was just perseverance, stick it out, uh, faith and trust. And having faith and trust, the outcome will be good, remembering that this life isn't about us, it's what we do with it and how we love people and bring others to peace, and that's to the Lord. Uh, Whatever that is in each other's lives, with reflection, we can all look back and find God's hands working in it. Uh, We'll come out differently than before through the suffering. And um, there's a a few points I want to make, too. When Blake asked me to share, I I was probably the lowest. I was so frustrated when he asked me, not at him, (laughs) with my sickness. I was so frustrated with my sickness that day. And um, I I have brought them a meal on Wednesday, and I had just, he doesn't know that, but I had just left the doctor's office, and I had just hung up with Matt. I was pulling in the driveway, and I was so frustrated, and I thought, this is never going to get better. It was one of those bad moments. And I just, I had been overwhelmed with all the doctor's uh, information. on. It was just Wednesday. So, um, but uh, I feel good today and I'm off the infusions. I'm not on any medicine for it. And I attribute all that to God. And, um, and there's two other parts I want to add. Um, I know we're all experiencing different suffering now, and there's some things that people are experiencing right now that, to me, are unimaginable. And I don't want to compare, but I just, um, I do know that God is working through this with me, and he will work that with others. And um, there's a text I want to read. So this is about perseverance, perseverance and reflection, how God uses us. So God is so interesting. I'm constantly blown away by him. I wrote this this morning while I was getting ready. So I'm const, um, when I was in front of church back in our Southside days, Lee Webb had asked me to share my story and what was going on with my life. This was before I was uh, sick or anything. Um, I had nothing to speak about. I thought I didn't, but that week it seemed evident God had lined up a moment to share. Um, I have a dear friend of now nine years. This is the kind of friend I've always looked up to. She's kind, caring, loving, smart, reflective. She shows up for people. She looks at the whole picture. She's always seemed to have some resistance to religion, and everyone has their reasons as to why. I never really pressed it, but unlike others in my life, I I didn't feel regret not saying or doing something. I always feel and always had had a peace about her in the waiting. I just feel like something's going to come. I feel like she'll be a loud voice for Jesus one day, and again, just not to push it. Uh, so just as she has always been there for me, I try to be there for her, and when I know uh, we're going to be together, I pray specifically that God would choose my actions and words when I'm around her, that, I, that they would not be mine but his. I can actually feel God's presence in situations with her, and they're very different than with other friends. It is evident he shows up every time. So anyways, one day at work, she came in sobbing. Her husband had told her he wanted a divorce out of nowhere. Obviously, she was broken to pieces. I'll never forget that. Um, 
and this this was the story I showed I shared that day at Southside with um Oh, and we were back in the storage room, one of our classrooms. I listened, and the whole time I was listening, I kept asking God to give me the words to give her when she finished speaking, and he did. It was a beautiful moment, and one, I could feel God, I could feel God and almost audibly hear his words. And I, this is what I spoke about seven or eight years ago in front of the church, and their, married, their marriage continued until just this last year. Uh, in a very casual group text, her and I were talking a couple days ago, and I mentioned that I was going to share my story at church this Sunday on Crohn's things. She didn't acknowledge it at all, and uh, but I've seen God loving on her this year in very specific ways. Again, I didn't push it, and I didn't think much of it. She's going through the hardest time in her life now, eight years later, since I shared that moment, uh, speaking in the storage closet. Out of nowhere, at 1045 last night, she wrote this. Um, thinking of you as you prep to speak at church tomorrow, proud of you and love you for sharing your experiences and journeys with others. One thing I've learned this year is the incredible impact of finding people who have walked in my shoes, whether it has been literally through experiencing a painful divorce or figuratively through experiencing an identity shift. I imagine the congregation tomorrow will feel a sense of peace in being able to identify with you. Through, though our situations are different, each are incredibly impactful, impactful in their own way, and neither is worse than or easier than and regardless of the circumstances so many painful journeys and end up teaching us similar lessons about mercy grace forgiveness of others and ourselves the common factor in what unites humans even when the specifics in their life are, are different all right sorry that common factor is what you, unites humans even when the specifics of their life experiences do not and she just she prayed for calm nerves. This is someone who totally resistant to religion. And so again, I just thought last night when she wrote that perseverance reflection through suffering. And as I think on this day, it's easier for me. It's easy for me to question why God wanted the words I said to be what they were. I'm wondering if she ever hears this. And I I'm wondering if she ever hears this and wonders the same. Possibly questioning God, why did you play the part in a marriage? that was going to end anyway and allow it to last another seven or eight years? Will she reflect and be angry, confused, or will she see where those years took her and her growth, and see her growth both as a person and spiritually? I've never told her this, and I'm hoping to one day. How our story is written, again, through perseverance, suffering, joy, reflection. I'm constantly asking myself and wanting to take the pen to write my own story. But again, with trust, reflection, and perseverance, through the suffering, we can see him. If we wrote it ourselves, we would never have those experiences, especially the hard ones. Um, and the last thing I promise is, um, in 2000, this Bible I've had since 2000, teen study Bible. So I write in it whenever I'm reading. Um, in 2013, I had prayed, I said, uh, October 2013, I pray for our baby. We love him so much. I can't wait for February when we meet him. And I'm, I'm thankful for my health, even though I look back and that was when I was the sickest, but I guess maybe I had a good day. Thankful for my health, the wonderful students, and just some other things. And then I put a little arrow up from February 7th, 2019. I said, look at this compared to this day. You have always continued to bless us. And I have some more prayer requests. And I said, let us be fruitful in all we do. And I feel like today speaking was my way to be fruitful in all of this. So. That's awesome. Thank you, Miss Katie. Yeah, encourage her.
so thankful for how you continue to let God use you, and um, I'm thankful that he's allowed you to suffer. Not because I like it, but because you are, and that allows me to see uh, how our God loves us in a way that we often don't see. And so I just want to pray for you, and um, uh, thank you for kicking off uh, our series. It doesn't seem like love in an incredible way, so let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you for uh, loving us, even when it doesn't seem like love. And uh, I thank you for Katie, and I thank you for uh, the story that you're writing in her life. And uh, man, as she said so many times, we're tempted to see our story and to try and write our own story and to be in control of our story. And in reality, we need to be letting you tell us our story. We need you to help us see what it is we're going through and, and how you're molding us and shaping us to be your sons and daughters. And so, God, we just thank you that you allow Katie to do that, to suffer well, and to teach us what it is to suffer well as, uh, as well. And so we just uh, we thank you for the example of Christ that she is, and we pray all these things in his name. Amen.